Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren, and thank you, my dear listener, for being with us one more time to talk about coaching, everything coaching, everything coaches need to know, people out on the cutting edge doing interesting stuff, or people just who are wacky in the coaching world. We got all of that. This here podcast comes to you each and every week, The Coaching Show. You can find us here on WSRadio.com, the worldwide leader in internet talk, or wherever fine podcasts are available on any podcast uh, uh, engine uh, available. Yeah, check us out, The Coaching Show Network. What the hell? Where did that voice come from? (laughs) It's me. Oh, <laughs> this would be our in-studio guest co-host. Your name is Clarice Connolly, I understand? Yes. Mm-hmm. And tell the people about yourself. I am. I am a women's empowerment coach located in sunny San Diego. And whom I've been working with lately is a lot of women really uh, fighting burnout. So mm-hmm. trying to create a balance in their life and what that looks like depending on each person and how to really make that actually work right people trying to do it all and have a lot to do great Mm -hmm. how do people Mm -hmm. find you on the world wide web world wide web empowering women plural you always do that empowering women dot coach singular empowering women dot coach check it out at clarice Connolly, a fine coach you've been doing this how long oh my gosh three years in june congratulations i know yay and um me, I'm Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. You can find me on ChristopherMcAuliffe.com, AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Uh, where else? Uh, right here, TheCoachingShow.com, AccomplishmentMedia.com, uh, just anywhere. The Coaching um, Show Network, is that a Yeah, 24, six years now in professional coaching. Dinosaur. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, um, and I'm tired, people, <laughs> I'm tired. All right, we want to shout out to our longtime sponsor this year program. For about 16 years, Accomplishment Coaching has been sponsoring us, but for longer than that, they've been the world's finest coach training program. Look, if you're like me, uh, well, if you're like Clarice. And you. And me. Then you, when you're ready for coach training, you're not looking for the cheapest, the easiest, the most widely known, the um, quickest. You're looking for the finest. If you're looking, if you're one of those few, rare few people who look for the finest in uh, their coach training, check out Accomplishment Coaching from the beginning, designed to be the world's finest program. So by any measure, the success of the graduates, the hours of coaching, the hours of actual coaching live human beings, not just sitting in your classroom with your fellow um, students, but really, they bring in live human beings for you to coach. They uh, support you in your business, more support in your business, more hours of, of actual in-person training. It's just an extraordinary program. And uh, Clarice, tell the people where they can find this extraordinary program uh, or fly to. Yeah, to you can it. fly to Seattle, Washington, mm. sunny San Diego. Good food. Washington, D.C. Uh, trouble these days. New York City. Mm. Big Apple. The Windy City, Chicago. Yeah, great city. And Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Gorgeous, gorgeous in Victoria, British Columbia. So check it out. They also do something that uh, Clarice and I think is amazing, which is if you just want to know what happens in coach training, you can go and observe their coach's training program for a couple hours. Just be a fly on the wall. Just check it out. See what's happening. Because, you know, so many uh, coach trainings, like they'll give you a sales thing. They'll give you a, a talk, right? 
but you got to f- to find out how it works. You actually have to like pay your money. At Accomplishment Coaching, you can check it out and actually go and observe for free for nothing uh, while they're doing their training and check it out and see if that's for you. And then also they have a um, afternoon. A workshop called Power Tools for Living that gives you some powerful tools, some extraordinary work uh, in your own life for four hours for like, I don't know, a pittance, hundred bucks, something like that. Check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. Anything you want to say? No, I think you covered it all. I notice I have trust issues. I don't let you talk. <laughs> um, okay, why don't you then introduce our first guest. Now, here's the deal. You had a little trouble introducing people last week. I, I did. Forgotten. I get this like performance anxiety when I'm trying to read off of All a right. script. It's awful. Well, don't worry, but everybody's looking. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this guest. Jill Lublin is an international speaker on mm-hmm. the topics of radical influence, publicity, networking, kindness, and referrals. Mm-hmm. She is the author of four now, best-selling four. books, yeah. including Get Noticed, Get Referrals, <clears throat> Gorilla Publicity, Networking Magic, and her latest, The Prophet of Kindness. P-R-O-F-I-T, I like that. Um, she's a master strategist. She's CEO of a strategic culting... Uh, culting. I'm <laughs> Maybe you should talk time? today. Consulting. <laughs> <laughs> consulting. Stra- let's go back. She is a CEO of a strategic consulting firm and has over 20... It's funny because I teased you about not yeah. being able to read. Karma. Yeah, 20 years experience working with over 100 thousand people she's shared the stage with people like tony robbins and uh, lisa nichols and other extraordinary people uh please welcome to our microphones jill lublin hello jill now see it's i can tell that wade in the booth can hear you but i can't hear you hold on he's will you talk more jill we've we've yes i'm just i'm delighted to be here this morning with both of you thank you we're we're total amateur hour today. Wade, who's done this for like 30 years, missing a, clue, a cue. I can't read. I'm so sorry. I wanna, I'm I wanna, doing great. That's yeah, funny. I want to apologize for our behavior here this morning. Jill, you have made a huge difference in lots and lots of people's uh, lives and business. Um, uh, let's talk about how public relations, how publicity, how getting known works these days because you've been around since you know back in the day when it was like print media but it ain't that anymore is it yeah but here's what's interesting what i see call me an eternal optimist and i am and here's what i'm noticing the power of publicity is actually actually quadrupled because Hmm. for instance when you're when i was in ink magazine for profit of kindness i ended up in ink.com so that's double the fun right yeah so what happens is every time you you are in whether it's a magazine print radio tv um it duplicates on the on on there plus all the social media plus now we have all these fabulous podcasts like yours we have blogs in my opinion there's multiple ways now to get publicity that actually makes it even easier than ever so I think that's a really good thing to take a look at and, and a really good reframe about what publicity is because publicity is your social media message, your LinkedIn messages. It is being on podcasts and blogs. It's, and there's so much available now. So I think it's actually much easier to get publicity than being in the New York Times, for example, or even Inc. Magazine, all of which are far more difficult. How how can we tell if our if our message if our awareness about us if our publicity uh, work is doing its job should we like Google ourselves or is that just just me? 
I think you absolutely should Google yourself. And I like people <laughs> to put themselves <laughs> on Google alerts um, and, and make sure that you're receiving info about you um, wherever you are, you know, in different places when you do whatever it is you do, right? So that when you do get mentioned, like a coach I worked with didn't even realize uh, that she was on a major ABC affiliate. Wow. Uh, so it's important to do that. And the other truth is about publicity is you actually want it to increase your name recognition, your visibility, your credibility. Mm -hmm. And I like to call it the I've heard of her somewhere syndrome, right? <laughs> because people start hearing your name. I've heard mm -hmm. of him somewhere syndrome. That's what's powerful. And and I really want to make the point, if I might, before I forget, that publicity happens from the minute you walk out your door. Mm -hmm. It really does. It's all publicity. Mm -hmm. Everything you speak, your message, how you present yourself, how you focus on how you serve people, that's all publicity. I, I love this piece. And I don't know why I didn't really think about it. Maybe because I'm 30 or we don't, I feel like public's rela public relationships aren't really talked about, but... What would you say, like, how do you create your message? Like, what is a message? How do you really get behind being intentional with your public, public relations? Yes, and, and so remembering that, it happens from the minute you walk out your door. When you're talking to your clients, that's PR. That's all messaging. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a really simple way to create a powerful message. And I love message, by the way. This is, if I had a platform to stand on, I, this would be it, the message, um, because it really comes down to that, to be powerful when you go out, when you network, when you're talking to prospects and clients, uh, when you are being interviewed. All of it's all about your message and having one that's simple, replicatable, that you can feel confident with, that you're excited about, that's authentic to you, that's your passion. All of that is really key. And so incorporating your message, and this happens to be one of my great skill sets, and I like to say a talent that God gave me, which is the ability to translate people's messages. And you start with the problem. What's the problem out there? Not what you do. And this is the mistake everybody makes. They start talking in I language. I do this. I help you with this. I coach you about this. No offense. We don't really care as much. What we care about is what's our problem, right? So um, so I, I think it really works to go with the problem today is and focus in on perhaps what you coach about, what you consult about, you know, and, and zoom in on that. And then um, give people real solutions, things they actually can do and be a valuable resource. Because the truth is, they probably ain't going to do it, mm -hmm. and they'll have to hire you. <laughs> um, and, and that's, of course, what you want. But you also want to leave people with value and benefit when they meet you, that they know you care. And, and I think that's really important, particularly in media interviews, you know, like you've got me on for this short time. I want to give your listeners value and benefit. And, and I think that's really key that you realize whenever you're talking to media, give value and benefit. You know, it was if I may, it was really interesting when I wrote Guerrilla Publicity, I talked to media all across the country like Entrepreneur Magazine. And wouldn't that be great? Imagine, you know, your business in that magazine mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, the Wall Street Journal and, and just all kinds of newspapers, radio, TV, blogs, podcasts across, uh, across the world, actually. And I asked them, what do they love and what do they hate about publicity? And the answers were, of course, as varied as all of us are. 
but they did agree about two things, and that was to give value and benefit. And ever since then, I've really realized how important that is as we speak individually, as we you know, connect with people, as you network, um, and the minute you walk out your door, that that's the approach and focus you're taking. How can I help people? Who can I serve? I love all of this, and I think it's brilliant, and everybody should immediately do it. I want to I give you a little bit of a counterpoint, though, or a little bit of a pushback. Um, I have met, do you know this uh, fellow T. Harvecker? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. So, so this guy, I've interviewed him, I don't know, a couple times over the years, and this guy will not get off his message. So I want to I uh, speak to or invite you to speak to the value of being authentic, being real, because, at, you know, for many coaches, we don't have, we haven't honed, we haven't even contemplated what our primary platform or message is, perhaps. And I think that's very valuable for people just starting out. Like my colleague, what's your name again? Clarice. And uh, <laughs> um, whereas those of us that have been around a while, you know, we're super clear on our message. We do message, message, message. But I also think it's so important to get the authentic, the vulnerability, the person behind the message for those people who have been over-practicing the message. Because I tell you, this guy, T. Harvecker, I mean, I love his work. Good for him. But I could not get him off his message. You know, I was asking him things like, tell me something you did yesterday. And he's like, well, I was happy to be a millionaire yesterday. You know, and I was like, dude, <laughs> give me something. What'd you eat for breakfast? Do you have something about this? So here's what I have really seen with a shift in today's market, that you must be vulnerable and authentic, mm. that um, you need to display what's going on in your life. Um, and, you know, I don't believe in, you know, crying about everything that's going on in my life out on Facebook or social media and certainly not in these moments. But, um, you know, I do think it's important to show um, my four cats occasionally or, you know, to talk about the fact that I'm not the crazy cat lady. I'm just crazy about my cats, um, mm. you know. Uh, it's a so, very big difference. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a very big difference. You know, and, and um, like, who are we? Who are we? Yes, I think it's important. I, I actually call it using everything you've got. It's actually part of how I help people with publicity and my publicity courses and different things I do. We very much focus on use everything you've got, which can be everything from your personal story, your ethnicity, your religion, something that happened to you that's powerful, like Here's a great one. I, I have a guy who's a financial coach, okay? He helps people create financial health. And, um, well, his wife had breast cancer. Mm. And so I got him out on Breast Cancer Awareness Month talking about a man's position. What do you do when your wife or partner or friend has breast cancer? How do you help her? and even him, but really, what do you do? And that was a story that he talked about that then drove, wonderfully enough, coaching and consulting clients. And, you know, I think that's really good, and I'll, I'll share with you, I was in Women's Day. You've probably heard of that, major national yes. magazine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was in Women's Day. You know why? Not because of the publicity and all the fabulous, fun books I've published. It was about my volunteer work. And my, I, I'm part of a senior companion program and oh. met this wonderful woman when she was 80 and, and was her senior companion until she was 85 Aww. when she passed away, unfortunately. And it was wonderful. And that's what the article was on, volunteer work. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how everything, you know, as you're saying, everything that we do is um, 
uh, part of our message. I know a lot of times coaches or consultants or people that, that may be listening are called on to be a quote-unquote expert, right? You know, the people who do love and relationship work are called on in February for all the Valentine's Day stuff and the people who do, right, uh, other things, you know, things in the African-American community in February for, you know, uh, Black History Month and things like that. Uh, is, is there some key to being an expert? Is this a good idea or does it sort of pigeonhole you and then nobody wants to talk to you until February 14th comes around? Well, for, it's still a great idea from a media perspective because what it enables you to do is capitalize on months of the year themes. Uh, like I had a parenting coach. She actually helped uh, parents get divorced and still, you know, be together uh, and be good to each other in front of their kids, so to speak. Um, and so what we, had, what we had her do was a Valentine's Day story about how to fall out of love, which actually increased her coaching practice by 30% from one radio interview. That's amazing results. And I want people to have ROI on their PR results. And I'm going to suggest to you that um, my answer is use everything you've got for every, (laughs) every month of the year that you can to capitalize on the theme of the year. And then, of course, keep your message as broad as possible in some cases. And I want to tell you, in other cases, I like people to narrow their message. And of course, that's a bit of a case-by-case basis that we need to look at. But some people are just a little too broad, and others neither need too broad in. And how can, we, how can we work with you to get our message honed to figure out whether it's too broad, too, t- too tidy, you know, like that? What are some of the opportunities? Obviously, there's books. How else can we work with you? Well, thank you. Um, I do actually teach publicity crash courses. Uh, You can go to publicitycrashcourse.com, and I teach them as both live events. I'll be in San Diego and at different cities, but I also teach them as a live Zoom webinar so nobody has to travel. And this is a no-nonsense, get it done, roll up our sleeves. We're going to get four documents done that the media really uh, understands and that gets your message really clear. And so that's a great opportunity to do that with me. And I just want to say, um, if you go to publicitycrashcourse.com, enter the code PUBLICITY, and that'll give your listeners $600 off, which is wonderful for them. 600 bucks? Come on. Yay! Yay. Now, this is a one-day event when you go to the, to the <laughs> public events, right? If you do it live, yes. Oh, okay. And where are a couple coming up? Do you know? Do you want me to? Yes. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you. There's one coming up in San Diego, April 18th. There's one coming up in uh, Tampa, Florida, in the Bay Area, and in New York City, in Dallas. I've got them all kinds of places coming up. So the other pieces that people can start on the live Zoom webinar, live with me, still in all interactive. Um, it's just split in a little bit. And then I will actually look at every document you do and put my brain power on all of your messaging. Really amazing. That also happens live in the course, always intimate, meaning small groups so that I can actually work with people. Great. We should also point people to, so that's publicitycrashcourse.com. Did I get that right? Perfect. And then if you uh, either don't like typing that much or want to find out more about Jill and her work, including the books, including coaching and training, including her speaking events, go to Jill Lublin. That's J-I-L-L-L-U-B-L-I-N.com. That's Jill Lublin, J-I-L-L-L-U-B-I-N dot com. All right. What Thank are you, you for that. Appreciate of, it. Of course. People got to know where to find you. Uh, 
Clarice, what do you got for Joe? Uh, so she touched on return on investment on publicity. Mm-hmm. I'm really kind of curious. Like, how? Tell us more about that. Because you could spend a ton of money on publicity and yeah, get nothing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I listen. I wrote the book Gorilla Publicity, which, for those of you who don't know, is all about using what we call time and imagination instead of spending a ton of money. So I'm a specialist in that. And, uh, and most of my clients are, you know, single entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, speakers, mm-hmm. authors, trainers. So it's always about getting great um, return. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for instance, um, one of the big things, first of all, having a message will return your investment. Because when people say, what do you do? They expect an answer. And they, they want it to be two words, concise and precise. Mm-hmm. Meaning you have to be concise and precise as you speak your message. When you are, you create more prospects, more trust. People feel more confident. They just do. And that's the truth. So having a powerful message that, um, shall we say, invites people in will create immediately ROI because it fills your pipeline, creates more prospects, and that's important. Oh, oh, do us, do us. We'll tell you what ours are, and then you tell us if we hit the mark or not, okay? Okay, you got it. Okay, go, Clarice. I don't even know that I have oh one. Oh, my goodness. You just said oh, it. You God. have power. I just it? happen to be coming to San Diego. Aren't you lucky? Yeah. <laughs> and okay. $600 off. Don't forget that part with the code publicity. No. All right. So you're, So that's the thing. I'm like, oh, okay. So my message is that I empower women right. to find balance in their life. Yeah. So tell Jill, and then she'll tell you if that's good. I, well, now I'm like looking at this like, well, it's not very concise, I guess. Try it again. See what she has to say. She's the expert. Why are you telling me? She's here. <laughs> No, but Clarice, I'm so glad this is happening right now because this is so great Um, in the sense that, first of all, I get that you're really good at what you do. And I I get that you really care about women and that you, you know, you're really um, authentic with them and and they can trust you and you're a safe space. Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. If you start laughing or under in a way undermining your message not like you even mean it most people do this very subconsciously mm-hmm. or unconsciously even worse um, mm-hmm. so you know we especially women so you of all people will love this the fact that women undermine their message constantly they speak in diminishing language mm-hmm. they use words like just and but i have just a little business that or i you know they always say things like mm-hmm. that and I, mm-hmm. i'm just on this on this, um, shall we say, passion for helping women, just like you, by the mm-hmm. way, that like you help women really up-level the way they speak out in the world. So for you, it's really about the fact that you empower women because mm-hmm. you have seen that uh, what I would do is put a stat on it. You know, 85% of women are fatigued and burnt out and unable to function well you know, with their, with their families and in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Something like that that's powerful and focused. So as a women's empowerment coach, uh, I want to suggest three simple solutions for how to avoid burnout. And what's the name of your company? Um, I'm By the way? It's a Coaching with Clarice Conley. Okay. Okay, but the, great. But the website so, is um, empoweringwomen.coach, mm-hmm. which is good, I think. Yeah, I agree. Oh, no, is she cutting out? The best part. What a cliffhanger. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, Jill, you hey, just, so you just, we had a little technical glitch. I want glitch to bring this into my secret sauce. <laughs> um, and, and especially when, so um, what, what I was, can you hear me now? It's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're good now. Thank you. So what I was saying is um, the wonderful piece is that I want to give you empowering women, um, 
you know, focuses, points, whatever. We'll, we'll get that one a little better. But in other words, you're going to use the name of your website in your message. Mm-hmm. Is that cool? Yeah, that's really cool. So that's, I, I want to give you some empowering women messages. I think that one would be good. And um, for how to avoid or how to have a better blah, blah, blah. And that's mm-hmm. where I go with you. Nice. Beautiful. Okay, you got 30 seconds to do me. You're going to do that? Ready? Ready? <laughs> go. Okay. I work with leaders who yearn, who ache to make a bigger difference. Excellent. And um, what's the name of your company? Uh, yeah, see, there we run into trouble because ChristopherMcAuliffe.com is my coaching thing. We also have okay. a couple other companies, but yeah. Well, no problem. We just won't use that. But what I want you to do, Christopher, is find out what the effect of this is on leaders and how many are suffering and bring that forth first. It'll mm-hmm. be more impactful and also people will hear it differently nice. because we always want to underline our, our validity and ver- verify why it's important. I think that's really important. Nice. Okay. See, we got value. This is the value you get from working with Jill Lublin. All right. Um, our time has flown by. We've got about a minute and a half left, and I want to just, in this segment, I just want to give it all to you. If you had something to tell 50,000 or so coaches, both new and a little more experienced, what would you, what's the place you'd have us start today, Jill Ludlin? What would you have us take on or, or think about today? Thank you. Well, I am just such a big one on messaging, and I've worked a lot with coaches, and frankly, I'm one myself. I totally get it, understand what your issues are, and what I want to say is it's important to take that baby step, create a powerful message so that you know what to say, so that you're confident when you go out, so that um, you are able to communicate with a clarity that people feel that safety, because you are a coach. They want to be embraced by your message. And most importantly, I want to leave you with the fact, really, that your message matters. Mm. That's really key. And that why you do what you do is is coming from your heart. Let that show and let your focused message show so that you're prepared and always able to answer the question, what do you do? Beautiful. Mm. Thank you so much, Jill. That's a master strategist on how to position your business for more profitability and more visibility in the marketplace. Go check her out at Jill Lublin, that's J-I-L-L-L-U-B-L-I-N.com, or publicitycrashcourse.com. And uh, you should register using that code publicity. Save 600 bucks and go see her on April 18th uh, mm-hmm. here in San Diego. All right. Thank you very much, Jill, for being with us. When we come back, we're going to talk to someone from Barcelona. Barcelona about ontological coaching and tell me what the other thing is emotional Emotional literacy literacy i don't know what that is i know that's why i brought him on oh nice (laughs) thank you very much that's uh clarice Connolly. this is a coaching show we'll be back right after these words stay with it tired of presentations with no impact no inspiration and no traction do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 
Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Talk to me. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. Uh, You know uh, what I like, Clarice Connolly? Yes, Christopher McCullough. Uh, I like ontological coaching. Yeah, me too. Right? It's yeah. uh, it's cutting edge. It's like it addresses not only the doing but the being like that. So there are a couple of great uh, schools in the world where you can learn to be on a uh, true on what I'm going to call true ontological coach. They're based steeped in ontological coaching. Of course, our sponsor, Accomplishment Coaching, is one of those places. But another great place is Newfield Network, which I believe was founded by Julio Alaya. And uh, Julio is amazing. I've seen him in person. Here's what the guy said one time. He was in front of, I don't know, a couple hundred coaches doing a demonstration, and this guy was really, really stuck and uh, just wouldn't move in the, in the coaching conversation. Here's what Julio did. He said, you know, 
let's play some music. And he like pulled up his, I don't know, phone or radio or whatever he had in those days radio. and started playing some salsa or merengue music. And this guy who's, you know, I'm a 50-year-old guy, white guy, um, he says, will you just start dancing with me? Just start moving your hips. And the guy's like, I, I don't see what this has to do with my coaching request. And he said, just do it with me, will you? You know, and they both, he sort of showed him some moves, right? So they're both dancing essentially in front of this group of hundreds of people. And uh, uh, Julio looks up at the, at the audience and says, I have found that sometimes you have to move your ass to get your mind moving. <laughs> but it was such a brilliant, and now maybe I'm misquoting the guy, but it was a brilliant brilliant coaching move and sure enough the guy like started thinking in different paths anyway that's my little ontological coaching story and i tell you because we're pleased delighted and honored to have uh, a gentleman here who's not only internationally known but actually international uh speaking today from barcelona uh he's a coach a trainer and an author who has worked uh, for 17 years as an ontological coach as well as a background in education. His roles have included working internationally as both the COO and CEO of Newfield Network, uh, one of the premier coaching schools globally. He was also a senior course leader there for eight years. He has advanced training in ontological coaching and somatic coaching and is a PCC by the International Coach Federation. Also the co-author of a new book called The Unopened Gift. Uh, now, how do you say this word? Is it primer? primer? It's not primer. It's a primer. It's primer. I a always say primer, primer, but I think East Coasters say primer. No, in I'm emotional, an this is the important part. Emotional literacy, literacy. like all caps, bold, exclamation point. That's right. Literacy. Join, joining us from his home in Barcelona, Barcelona, we welcome Dan Newby. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank you so much. Thanks Great for, introduction. <laughs> thanks. Hey, I'm going to put sounds, that on my resume. Sounds very familiar. I spent a lot of years in the room with Julio, and I'm absolutely sure that happened exactly the way you described <laughs> it. <laughs> thanks. Hey, Dan, you spent a lot of time in the whole ontological coaching world, and now you wrote a book on, uh, first of all, how do you he's, pronounce he's that word? really having a hard time with this. It's kind of funny. Well... I honestly don't know because I wrote it. I didn't say it, but I would say <laughs> I've heard it as both primer and primer, but okay. I think the important thing is it's really a beginning place. It's an introduction for people who want to learn about emotions in a way that maybe they've never imagined before. I kind of feel like this whole like getting stuck in the word primer is a avoidance of like the actual important <laughs> what, piece. What should we be actually talking emotional about? Emotional literacy. <laughs> Say. Yeah. So, you know, your work is focused in emotional literacy. How do you define that in comparison to emotional intelligence? The thing that everybody's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Emotional intelligence. Well, the, the distinction I make is this, is that if you make it analogous to literacy with word or language literacy, is that, you know, all of us have had our IQ measured. And so we have this potential for learning, this potential intelligence but we still need to train it up. And, and one of the primary things, the first thing we do when we're growing up, when we're children, is we learn to read, we learn to write, and we develop the capability of being literate. And I would argue and present to you that the same thing is a possibility with emotions. We focus so exclusively on cognitive learning, but actually emotions are quite the same. Is When I work with people, even the simple question of, what emotion is present for you right now often stumps them because Mm -hmm. they aren't used to noticing the energy they're feeling and naming it. Uh, 
So even this beginning to name emotions and recognize them is essential. And for me, that's really the beginning of emotional literacy. So I think the distinction is that when I think about emotional literacy, it's really the practice of learning, of naming, of navigating, of noticing, leveraging, using our emotions. So although there's theory behind it, it's really the practical application of that theory. Like what? How would I, you know, I'm going through my life. I'm mostly ignoring my own and other people's emotions because I'm a dude. So Uh how how would emotional literacy impact me on a daily basis or in one interaction, for example? Yeah, sure. Great. Well, um, I'll give you an example. I work uh, sometimes with school systems or I work with NGOs, but I find this in for-profit businesses too and with leaders is often people will be, confused or not understanding why am I so exhausted because I'm doing something I love to do I'm serving people and one of the things that they don't often recognize is that well service can be thought of as an emotion but there's another emotion that sits right next to it which is sacrifice Mm. and the difference between these two is that in service we work on behalf of other people but it energizes us, it nourishes us. In sacrifice, it actually depletes us. So sacrifice is not sustainable as an emotion or an energy to come from. But what's interesting is that most of us going go around in our lives saying, I'm serving, without realizing that actually a big piece of what we're doing is sacrificing. Now, there's no good or bad about that. It has to do with your energy and the sustainability. But I know that in my life, I grew up calling everything service, and I had exactly the situation in my life, which was exhausting me. And once we have that distinction, then we can be choiceful. Then we can make a choice about, do I want to say yes to this out of service? Do I want to say yes to this out, knowing it's sacrifice and knowing it's going to cost me energy, but I still choose to do it anyway? And I think just having that choice changes things for people. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of situations where just simply having a clearer understanding or a clearer distinction about the emotion helps us make a choice that's more in alignment with what we want in our lives. I'm I'm starting to get on board here because, you know, most of, again, just to be clear, I'm a dude. So here's what I know about emotions. Sad, mad, glad, right? Mm -hmm. People have introduced thoughts like lonely and I get Mm -hmm. hungry, but that's you know, I'm not, uh, we cannot say that I'm uh, particularly literate with emotions. I thought, I think all this, ups, uh, you know, upheaval and excitement about emotional intelligence is good. But what I see about emotional literacy is that when we start getting the shading, when we start having the words for the different experiences of emotion, we then increase not only our choices, but our ability to recognize ourselves, right? If you mm-hmm. say sad, mad, or glad, you know, that's not like, well, mostly I'm, fine. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <But. laughs> well, there's so, there's so many things here because it's not just learning to name emotions. For instance, another piece of emotional literacy is understanding, well, 
what, it, what are emotions in a way that is really useful and practical. And if you go to the root of the word emotion, it literally means that that puts you in motion, that that puts you in action or the energy that moves you. And we even say this, we say, oh, I was really moved by that scene in the movie. Right. And what we're saying is it produced, it provoked an emotion, even though we're not being clear which emotion. So we do recognize this, all, all human beings do, when you begin to get down to this level. What's the energy you're feeling right now? And what name would you put on that? And it's nothing more or less than that. Because if you think about emotions this way, they're quite logical, is that you know you can think all day, you can think all you want, you can make plans, but nothing actually happens until you go do it. Well, what is it that gets your body to go do it? Well, it's the energy of emotion. So if you're committed, you go do it in one way. If you're resentful, you do it in another way. Mm. If you're sad, you do it in another way. So if you just think about emotions as the energy that puts you in action or the energy that moves you, one company I work with who is a manufacturer uses the terminology fuel for action, which for them makes perfect sense. And they're all engineers. And once they landed on that way of describing emotions, suddenly they lost their mystery and, and people began to talk about them and they began to become something quite normal for people. We know we have it. It's just that we don't have a way to talk about them. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm starting to get on board. How, how is emotional literacy different from emotional intelligence? What are people doing with EQ these days? And what would you have us do differently mm -hmm. or in addition? Well, actually, I think they're, in one way, they're one and the same. If you, if you look into, at least the way I understand um, emotional intelligence, is that if you want to develop your emotional intelligence, one of the first steps is essentially emotional literacy. Mm -hmm. It's learning to name emotions, become familiar with them, to begin to work with them, use them. So I would say, well, it's more as if this emotional literacy or the practice of learning emotions is a subset of emotional intelligence. And the thing that happens is people have a 360 or they get their EQ and it says, you're emotionally ignorant. Right. Well, I get some uh -huh. of those people as clients, and what mm -hmm. they say to me is, Dan, you know what, I'm, I could accept the fact that I'm emotionally ignorant. I know that, but what do I do about it? Mm -hmm. Where do I start? And my point is, well, start learning, because mm -hmm. we can learn about the emotional domain. It's just that it hasn't been a topic that we've worked with, and I think that it's now becoming much more accepted. People are much more curious. And I give a lot of credit to Daniel Goldman for that. Yeah. But I've seen such an enormous shift in the organizations I work in in the last 10 years. 10 years ago, people would say, we don't want to hear the E word, no touchy feely <laughs> stuff. You know, we're not going there. And I would say, well, that's fine, except we can't really ignore it because it's here. It's already in the room. It's in the people. So we just need to address it in a way that's practical and useful. And that's really where a lot of this work came from. How do we have these conversations with people so they quit seeing emotions as something nebulous, unlearnable, scary, awkward, uncomfortable? Because every single human has emotions. And Not if me. we could just see them... If we could just see them as normal, like mm -hmm. breathing, eating, and sleeping, suddenly there's nothing to be embarrassed about. They're just this energy I'm feeling. 
it is what's going on. I can understand it. And it's actually there to support me. It's there to help me, not to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, I like that piece. Like, I want to connect the dots for anybody that's listening that, that can't pull it together just yet. But I love hearing this piece of, like, emotion is energy. And I work with a lot of women who suppress their feelings. Mm-hmm. And there's this piece of, like, if we just acknowledge it or notice it and then actually, like, choose to move it, whether it's screaming mm-hmm. more or talking about it or... <laughs> You know, whatever energetically, like, we can do to, like, not keep holding it in. My wife creates... uses that first one, the screaming thing. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Sorry. Well, um, well there's, there's, a, there's actually studies that show that if we can just name our emotions, already we can work with them differently. It mm-hmm. already takes some of the power out of this. And we all have had this experience. Just by being able to say, I'm so angry, mm-hmm. suddenly I'm not quite as angry anymore. Yeah. Now, now, that's a very preliminary step. But what it shows you is it's not just simply that, oh, I can go around naming emotions here, there, and everywhere. Like, Feeling you know, it. it's <laughs> just for fun. No, no, it's, it actually has a very clear purpose and it yeah. helps us. So, you know, I had a, I had a very interesting sad some people would say situation last year where my sister died and she oh, died so of, of of suicide oh. and she had struggled with depression for many years but the thing that was so fascinating to me about it was my own experience going through that and what i noticed was that because i've been working with this for so many years is i was able to simply notice the emotion that was showing up, listen to what it was trying to tell me, and allow it to be a guide. And it was fascinating because I didn't get caught in any emotion. I didn't get stuck in sadness. I didn't get stuck in any particular emotion. And one of the things I invite people to take a look at is to change the way they think about their relationship with emotions. And instead of trying to control them, which we've all tried to do, and it doesn't work for any of us, even to manage them is a little bit iffy for me. But if you can begin to navigate them, if you can begin to see them as currents, if you can see them as energy, if you can see, oh, okay, wow, I'm feeling sad. That's telling me I lost something I care about. I'm feeling angry. I see something unjust. If you can begin to understand them immediately when you feel them, suddenly they're not scary anymore. They're just simply part of life, and they're there to help you, to support you, to guide you. So was, are, you, are you enrolled yet? Are you? Yeah, I'm very enrolled. Here's He's still what I'm, getting on. You know, still getting on. Yeah, yeah here's what, I, here's what I noticed. I have a question at the end of this long screed that's about to happen. So I appreciate uh-huh. so much what you said because um, – you know, as a as a human, as a male, white, you know, male of a certain age in this culture, I can really see that, for example, you know, I used to uh, become engaged to my girlfriend and then and then would break up with her because she made me mad. And then when I got some awareness, thanks to lots and lots of therapy and supportive friends, that I was just mad and I could just say I'm mad and, you know, get through it. I got to save a lot more money uh, on jewelry, expensive jewelry. So that was good. Uh, So I can see real-life applications to being able to name your emotions. But you've heard me several times talk about or refer to cultural differences. Not only Mm -hmm. you're a man who's lived and worked all over the world, truly. Uh, Thank you for joining us from Barcelona today. But 
I, I'm wondering if we just look at the basic cultural differences between men and women. In my world, women have more familiarity, um, trade more, and are more intelligent, generally speaking, about their emotions. Are you finding a difference between innate emotional literacy in women versus men? Or is that just something that's uh, from my dinosaur years and, and age and tax bracket? Well, I can't give you a definitive answer, but here's, here's how I see it, is that all of us are wired in a particular way. So you have certain people who are you know, wired where empathy is quite available to them, and some people who are wired where empathy is not so available to them. And I think that's true you know, in terms of humans, just like you know, my wife has an incredible sense of smell, and I don't smell things, she smells. It's not because she's trained it, it's because she's wired that way. So I would say, first of all, there's that side, there's the nature side. On the nurture side, I would say that, yeah, we all learned a relationship where we learned to think about emotions from a cultural perspective. And that included our gender, and it included our culture, our religion, you know, where we lived in the country. I spent many years in the Midwest in the United States. So humility, right, is in my bones. It's an emotion that lived in my family. It's not that they had to teach this to me. I learned it. So I would say that, you know, we're, we learn emotions differently. We learn by being immersed in them, which means allowing ourselves to experience them, but also in the mood of the place or the culture or the family that we're part of. So to answer your question, I know women who are brilliant in terms of knowing and working with emotions. I know women who are terrible at it, who have very little skill at it. I know men the same way. And usually when this comes up in one of my trainings or with one of my coaches and they say, well, okay, what do you think? Do women have more emotions than men? Are they more emotional? And I say, you know what? For me, that's not even a conversation that's really useful. Here's the conversation that's useful to me is all of us are emotionally ignorant. All of us could learn more. So let's just start there. Let's all get better at this, and then later we can have this other conversation. Because I have you know, never in my life met someone who isn't in the process of learning emotionally or doesn't have more than they can learn. Again, because we focus so much on cognitive learning, and this is a territory that we just really haven't paid attention to, and we haven't even known how to pay attention to it mm -hmm. or how to help people learn it. You know, when I was growing up, I think my parents were great parents and they were very supportive. But my <laughs> entire emotional learning was basically them saying, get over it. Right. Well, Walk it off. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's not all that useful as a, <laughs> as a tool. You know, okay, I got what they wanted, but how? How do I get over it? What does that mean? There's one and so I get over it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I think that this learning from the very beginning, what are emotions, how do they work, what do they do, what don't they do, how are they energy, how can we understand them, how do they make us want to move, what's their purpose. I think when we learn all of that basic stuff about emotions, it's kind of like learning uh, the alphabet or it's like learning the, you know, the, the digits and then you put them together into numbers and then you multiply them and then you add them and divide them, etc. Mm -hmm. You can begin working with them. And this is really what I do with people, whether they're leaders, whether they're coaches, whether they're just individuals who want to learn something in this area is to say, look, you know, have you ever studied emotions? Have you ever 
looked at it? Have you ever really dug into what are these things that are living inside of you that are moving you? Because if not, why don't you start there and let's see what happens. And I think the most beautiful thing that happens is sometimes people at the end of a workshop will come up and say, in fact, I had a man from Moscow come up to me at the end. He said, I'm, you know what? I discovered I have emotions and it's okay. And it was so beautiful. I mean, he, he up until that point couldn't even say that. And, you know, I still hear from him occasionally. And oh, it really so awesome. changed. It really changed the way he understood what it meant to be human. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so powerful. And our time is flashing by. So we got to uh, get a few other pieces in Please. here. One of them is <clears throat> I want to talk about shaming emotion because I think that there's a fair amount of that that's going on. And sometimes as coaches and people working, you know, leaders, we uh, either habitually or unknowingly can shame people's emotions rather than inviting it in. I know one time I was in, a, in uh, the, an airplane in a flight and I was watching this movie and it was a terrible, sad part. And I was weeping softly in my seat, as I often do. And uh, the flight attendant came over and did are you crying? And it was just like, mm. now I feel ashamed of my experience and my emotions. So I think as parents, as coaches, as leaders, we got to look for that. Um, and I know that you've got a lot of ways people I can know, interact. I know, I know. To find out more about emotional we gotta, Yeah, we got to tell the people because this is amazing. This is amazing stuff. I feel like everybody should jump on it, look into it, learn more about it. Um, if you want to learn more about Dan Newby, it's www.dann wby.me No, no, you said that wrong. It's D-A-N no. that's Dan, newbie, N-E-W-B-Y oh. <laughs> dot <laughs> me. Uh, yeah. I was like, wait, my that's name. funny. Got it. And then, so he has <laughs> online courses Reading at issues. study, I know, the performance thing, uh, studyemotions.com and if you contact him at dnewbie D-N-E-W-B-Y at studyemotions.com he is willing to offer a discount of $200 on the online training and mentor coaching That's program. incredible. That's an amazing, that's like almost half price. That's amazing. Yeah. 200 bucks okay. off by sending an email to dnewby, that's D-N-E-W-B-Y, at studyemotions.com. Um, and check out the book, The Unopened Gift. I really wanted to dive into that more, but now you're just going to have to go get it. In emotional literacy. Dan, we've got about a minute left in our time together today, and I want to give it all to you. What would you have 50,000 or so coaches know or take on today with regard to our own emotional literacy or using this uh, awareness in our work today? Um, I would just say that as a coach, it will amplify your coaching over and over. It's as powerful as language once you begin to work with emotions. And I see it really as a coming thing. If you look at the main skills that are going to make us successful in the future with all the artificial intelligence, et cetera, it really has to do with how do we have relationships? How do we interact with people? What about emotional intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? It's all, if you look at the top, you know, 10 skills, they're all related to emotion. So I would say that leaders need this, human beings need this. As coaches, it gives you a tremendous amount of insight into what's happening with your coachee. Mm-hmm. It's clear that you care about this and that you're out on the cutting edge of this work. Again, the website is Dan Newby. That's D-A-N-N-E-W-B-Y dot me, not dot com or any of those others. Dan Newby dot me, M-E. Or go and check out studyemotions.com. And, oh, of course, nice. 200 bucks if you write an email to D-Newby, D-N-E-W-B-Y 
at studyemotions.com. Well, Clarice, thank you so much for joining us, Dan. We'll have to have you back and find out all about living in Barcelona. Um, Clarice, that's another edition of The Coaching Show behind us. A great show to do, right? We learn stuff. Uh, That would be Clarice Connolly. You can find her online at empoweringwomen.coach. My name is Christopher McAuliffe. You can find me at christophermcauliffe.com or right here each and every week bringing you people out on the cutting edge of coaching. Thanks for listening. Nowadays, Internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured and your family can surf the Internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's E-S-E-T dot com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol and benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past.